Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. He sent his word and he healed them. The question is, is how did he send the word? Of course, it's talking about sending Jesus from heaven. Well, the word did come from heaven. I said the word came from heaven, dwelt among us. But specifically what I'm talking about tonight is the second truth. He sent his word and healed you. How does he do that? Well, he sends his word through a vessel. That's the reason when I get on an airplane, especially uh, the, the first six or eight years, I'm carrying something. Well, I always carry something when I get on the plane to go overseas. I carry something all the time. We carry the gospel. The gospel is what we carry. Of course, the Holy Spirit then backs up the message. Thank God he does. So he sent his word and he healed them. That word heal means to cure. To cure. It also means um, just to, to make better. So thank God his word cures us and heals us and delivers us from destruction. Thank God for that. I look back on my life. I'd have been dead in hell if it wasn't for the grace of God. But we're here tonight by divine appointment, and you are too. I want to go to Matthew 8, 8 now. This evening, just now, 6.30. Praise the Lord. Everybody relax. Amen. Matthew 8, 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but go and pray for me, and then my servant will be healed. See? Thank you, Monty. (laughs) I'm trying to get a balance in the church. To repeat, I'm not against prayer, because without prayer, we're not breathing spiritually. But that's only half of the equation. If we've done our prayer time, the speaking part will work. Amen. And sometimes when we haven't had time to pray, the speaking works. It's by because the one speaking through you does the work, not us. Same way with you. We understand this? So he said what? Just speak the word. Only. Nothing else. Just speak the word. Somebody says, well, that was God in the flesh. That was Jesus. Well, they had miracle signs and wonders in the Old Testament. Come on now. They had seven spiritual gifts in the Old Testament. Jesus operated in spiritual gifts. Hello? A little lady got up one time in the Holiness Church and said, Brother Pastor, I thank God my Savior spoke with tongues. But he didn't. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He wasn't speaking in tongues. That was Aramaic. 
Hello. But I, I bless the little woman. If any man be ignorant or woman be ignorant, let them be ignorant. All right? Praise the Lord. If they're happy, hey, I'm happy. But I won't receive that. It's got to be the word. Amen? Now, I want to go to Acts chapter 10. We're going to look at some exegetical concepts. What's that mean? I don't know. Sounds good, doesn't it? Acts chapter 10. All right. Father, we do thank you for your word tonight and ask your blessings, please. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Hallelujah. There was a centurion man in Caesarea called Cornelius. And like I always say, I think about the Planet of the Apes guy, you know. A centurion of the band called the Italian band. Man, they could rock too. He was a devout man, one that feared God with all his house. Now, you'd think if a person feared God, they'd be saved, but he wasn't, which gave much alms. You'd think that he was saved because he gave alms, but he wasn't. And he prayed to God always. You'd think he'd be saved, but he wasn't. He saw in a vision. Now, you'd think this man that saw a vision would be saved, wouldn't you? But he wasn't. Because none of that saves you. All right? He saw in a vision about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying to him, Cornelius, now this angel knows his first name. Yeah, God knows everything. Saved and unsaved. And when he had looked on him, he was afraid and said, Lord, he says, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms are come up for memorial before God. Everybody say, something good's going to happen. Praise God. Your prayers are come up to God. Wasn't even saying. Well, God doesn't answer the prayers of sinners. You better search the scriptures, sweetie. How'd you get saved? <laughs> you got to know how to write the divine word and then apply it properly. All right. So, verse 5, and now send men to Joppa. Now, here's what the angel is telling Cornelius to do. Send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, who is called Peter. That is the apostle Peter. He lodges with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell you what you ought to do. Now, why didn't the angel tell him? Because God doesn't work that way. This is the book of Acts. Nothing's changed. Okay. So Cornelius prayed, but he wasn't redeemed. But we'll see in a minute that God even used him to bring about his will, God's will. So we find when we read the, the account in Acts chapter 10 that Peter went on top the housetop to pray, and he fell into a trance. He fell under the power of God, and he saw a vision of a sheet coming down out of heaven and, and animals in it and a voice who was Jesus said, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, Not so. I've never ate anything common. Run clean. And Jesus said, What I clean, don't you call common. What I have cleansed, don't you call common. 
And so he got his hand slapped. Anyway, let's drop down to uh, uh, let's look at verse eight. So to back up a little bit, Cornelius sends three people to find Peter. And when he had declared all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa to find Peter. All right? Uh, now let's drop on down to verse uh, 19. So Cornelius then sent three men. But later the scripture says the Spirit sent them. Now the point is, is that God used Cornelius, who was not saved, to bring about his will. God's will. And Peter was going to tell him what the Lord required. So, what Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said to him. I, I gave that scripture a last sermon or two. The Spirit said to him, three men seek you. So, Cornelius had previously sent those three men. And yet, they just arrived, and the Spirit told Peter that three men seek in you. So, the Spirit said to Peter, Arise therefore and get thee down. Look at this, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. God said, The Holy Spirit said, I've sent these three men, but yet we just read Cornelius told them to go. Is anybody getting this? Well, what are we trying to say? God's in charge of everything and everyone on this earth. That's what I'm saying. When we look at Ephesians 1.11, for a sidetrack quickly now. And whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after counsel of his own will. All things means all things and everyone included. Saved, none saved, all working for God's plans and purposes to come about, seen fit to bring a Gentile Cornelius into the kingdom of God. And that's really what Cornelius wanted to know. See, he was looking for what people need. Oh, if we could find some people that were just hungry for what God wants them to have. So, Cornelius was to be the first redeemed Gentile. Amen. Now let's go back to Acts 10 and drop down to verse 21. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius. Who sent the men? God did using Cornelius. It's a trick question, isn't it? Not really. And said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. See, Peter already knew who they were coming to find. He was the one. God told Peter. See, that's the way God works. He works on that in the street, and he works on this in the street. And then brings it together, and it clicks. But faith is active. When you know God's in operation in a situation, hey, it's easy to believe God. Then Peter went down with the men which were sent from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. 
What is the cause wherefore you are come? Peter didn't actually know yet. So it's revealed over a period of time. And they said, the men said, Cornelius the servant, the centurion, a just man and one that feared God and of a good report of all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for you into his house and to hear words from thee. Notice he didn't say, we want you to come to the house and we want you to pray over us. You know, I'm going to get it through to this church. If it's the last thing I do, and it might be, hope you don't agree with that. I'm going to come to your house. I want you to come to, Cornelius wants you to come to his house to hear words from you. Everybody say words. words. All right. Now, let's drop down at verse 25. And as Peter was coming in, this is Cornelius' house. By the way, there's a lot of people there, lots. All of them, all of his family, friends, servants, you name it, bunch, a big crowd. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet to worship him. Everybody say, uh-oh. They do that in Africa. I don't like that. Joseph got down on his knees. I said, no, no, no. So we all got down on our knees. The problem was there was a smelly sheep right by me. I couldn't even breathe, let alone pray. What'd you do? I go, Joseph, <laughs> arise. <laughs> no, I don't remember what it did. God knows. <laughs> anyway, verse 26, but Peter took him up and said, stand up. I myself also am a man. <laughs> ding, ding. God will send a word through a man or a woman that's redeemed by the blood and heard what the Holy Spirit says to do. Can I get a big amen? He sends his word and heals him. How's he does it? How's he do it? How's he does it? How's he do it? I'm trying to tell you how he does it. Thank God he does still do it, everybody. Drop down to verse 30. I had this preacher friend. Um, I think he's out of the ministry now. They would go this ministry and that ministry to listen to different speakers. I said, why are you doing that? He says, well, I might get a word. Now, I chuckled at that, but I'm not chuckling after about 20 years. Because God sends his word through a vessel. And he might have a word for you personally. Well, why does God do that? Well, apparently you can't get it. So he sends a messenger to help. Amen. Sometimes God doesn't want us to get it so that we will listen through the vessel. Amen. That's the reason you dare not ever quit church lest you wind up cursing yourself. 
Amen. It's just a word to the wise. So Peter comes into Cornelius' house, and Peter begins to testify about his vision. So he explains what happened. I went up the housetop, fell under a trance. I was hungry, you know, fell under a trance, and, and God sent down a sheet with all manner of animals in it. And he said, rise and kill and eat. And I said, not so, Lord. And, and the, the voice said, what I've cleansed, don't you call common? He was recapping what the vision. So he thought on this vision. Then the Spirit said, three men seeking you. See. So he goes down to meet the three men, and he says, what do you want? And they said, Cornelius wants you to come. So the Spirit sent Peter to Cornelius' house, and he begins to testify about the vision. Are you following me now? Then in verse 30, Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and the ninth hour I prayed in my house. I prayed, all right, all right, number one, I prayed in my house. That's a given. Okay. Don't get the idea I'm knocking prayer because of that prayer you're not breathing. All right? He said, About the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius. Now, okay, this, this is after, let me, let me correct myself. This is after Peter got through testifying. Now, Cornelius, Cornelius is telling what happened to him. So they're sharing. All right, are you with me now? i got to straighten down. All right. Cornelius said, uh, and said, Cornelius, thy prayers heard, and thine alms are, are had remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call here the Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges in the house of one Simon of Tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh, shall pray for thee. I want to soak in. All right, let's go on down 33 now. So I'm purposely over-exaggerating this, so we'll think. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, are we here in the presence before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Man, you talk about revival hitting everybody. Oh, find me a crowd like that. Whoo. Then Peter opened his mouth. And he said, of a truth I perceive God's not a respecter of persons. Now Peter's beginning to understand what the vision means. See how it unfolds as we are going in faith. But in every nation that he that fears him and worship righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Now Peter is beginning to unfold the gospel message. Not praying. I'm going to get it through to everybody. So he starts out all right, preaching the Lord Jesus. He is Lord of all. All right, we got that down now. That word I said, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached. Of course, Cornelius apparently had heard about it. That's why he was anxious to know. 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Now, here he's telling an unsaved man revelation. This should be commonplace in the church. Yet, most of the church rejects the Holy Ghost. I don't think that's a New Testament church. Hello? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, and praying for all that were oppressed, excuse me, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Show me where Jesus prayed for the sick. I'm not saying he didn't. And there may be a few mild references to it, but for the most part, he didn't pray for the sick so much as he spoke to the sick. Now, a Christian is supposed to imitate Christ. Can I get a hallelujah from somebody? I always thought a Christian imitated Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, then we better start conducting ourselves like Jesus. It's not hypocritical. The truth is, it's hypocritical if we do not. You know what? This is better teaching what amens I'm getting now. Amen. So he said that, and then 39 he says, And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. So he's dealing with the crucifixion now. Okay. God raised him up on the third day and showed him openly, verse 40. Well, 500 brothers saw him at one time, resurrected. Praise God. Not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Man, you talk about a revelation coming to a person that wants God and not saved. Oh. So Cornelius is accepting this in his heart without even praying. so much he commanded us to preach to the people and testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the living and the dead and the quick and the dead verse 43 to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believes in him shall receive remission or forgiveness of sins man this is getting what we say gooder and gooder because when your sins are forgiven guess what You're heaven bound. Oh, no greater blessing on this earth, everybody. While Peter, verse 44 now, while Peter spake these words and prayed diligently, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Is that what that says? Not really. What did I say? While Peter spake these words and prayed for them diligently. Listen to the preacher. (laughs) What does it say? While Peter spake these words, he wasn't praying this big, long, oh, God. Thank you, little buddy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee, my child. 
I know you're a sinner. Far from God, but I'm praying for you that God will save you from hell. Aha! Is that what he said? No. Somebody go, ha, with me. You know, <laughs> forgive me, Lord. I'm just joking around. But I don't like these hacking preachers. That really gets on my nerves quick. The Lord said to ha, you go down to Cornelius' house, ha, and there you'll find a certain one, ha, whose name is ha. What was it? I forgot. His name was ha. That's what it was. Oh. <laughs> it's like they don't know when to breathe. Like the anointing is so intense that they can't even breathe. They start sweating and their face gets red and they start throwing spit everywhere. All flesh. I said it's all flesh, but most of the gullible congregation, all the anointings hit the preacher. Thank God. We offer prayers to the old Lord. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Praise God. Nothing at all. Just show. People like it. Well, now, if the spirit hits the preacher, then he comes back to normal. I guess the spirit left. Uh-oh. No, the anointing comes to stay. Praise God. It's just that when the word gets to working, sometimes we get a little excited. When I was a Baptist boy, I was saved. And this Church of Christ guy was trying to get me to go to his church. He'd say, look, if you come to my church, then I'll come to yours. And... I never did go to his church, but he came to mine. But he said, now, we don't move when we go to church. I said, what do you mean? He said, we sit there very reverently. We don't look around. We don't say amen. We don't move. I said, okay. So he comes to the Baptist church, and, and every now and then, somebody would say amen every now and then. Everybody go, what was that? You know, I'm telling you the way it was. But they got the piano going, and I think there was a bass or something. And, and I looked down at this friend of mine, and his big toe was keeping time with the music. I go, see? You're moving in church. I was mean. I mean, one time I took a little Church of Christ lady. God bless the Church of Christ. Hope they get saved soon. But, you know, I took a little Church of Christ lady to a revival, Holy Ghost style. And she was scared like a goat on a tin roof, man. I mean, oh. So coming back home, she was browbeating me. <laughs> Brother Randy? I said, yeah. The Spirit is the Bible. I said, really? Yes. I said, Man, there's a big Bible fell on Cornelius' house. <laughs> she goes, you're just as smart, Alec, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. Hallelujah. She hated me for that, but she was wrong. God help her. God loves them, you know. But oh, there's so much ignorance. Ignorance has just gone to seed. 
It's just, I just, God loves them, but it's not edifying. Now, where did I get to before I told that story? Uh, You praying for me? 44, okay. Well, Peter had prayed and hacked. We had this one preacher. Hey, let me tell you a little story. I've got a minute here. And this guy, he was a Pentecostal holiness. And he got this, he would preach like this. And I tell you people, he'd throw that, and it was a red handkerchief. He'd wrap that thing up like this, talk and just sweat, and you know, and, and, and he, he dropped it on the floor. And he just kept it preaching. And the whole congregation, well, when's he going to pick that up? They're God. I mean, they were getting worked up. I could feel it. Finally, he reached down and picked it up and went back to that and go, oh. I mean, folks, I've seen everything. It, it's just funny. That same church, little lady, would get in the spirit and jump up and go, woo, like that, turn around and around, fall over in a pew. And I thought, what in the world make a person do that? Well, Oh, I don't know if I should tell this story. No, I better not. <laughs> you haven't heard this one. The drawers. <laughs> I don't want to remember that one. No, no, no. <laughs> You're just itching to hear it, aren't you? You are? No, I, I don't know if I could do that. It might crack you up, though. Much. <laughs> the handkerchief, yeah. We'll stop with the handkerchief. That's good enough for tonight, okay? Because I want to be couth tonight, dignified, right? So while Peter had spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them and heard the word. Everybody say, fell on them and heard the word. Everybody say, fell on them and heard the word. Everybody say it. Fell on them and heard the word. They heard the word. Holy Spirit fell. Fell on them. That heard the word. Where's the prayer? Well, Cornelius prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Peter prayed and prayed and prayed and fell into a trance. Man, you know he's got the power. He didn't know what was going on. But he goes and presents the gospel, and Cornelius' his whole household received Jesus as Savior and Lord by believing, not some agonizing, rolling, squalling, bawling prayer that means nothing. A change come, they were ready. And immediately after they were born again, the Holy Ghost fell on everyone, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Man, that's what I call a house meeting. Not like some of these cell groups we got. Amen. All right. Now let's go to the last chapter 11, the last scriptures tonight. Now we're going to recap just a little bit about this account. Verse 10 of chapter 11. 
This was done three times. Now, Peter is recapping now. This sheet was let down three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. Are you with me on this now? And behold, immediately there were three men already come to the house where I was, sent from Cornelius unto me. Now, I picked up something here that I hadn't seen before. And the Spirit bade me go with them. I understand that, but I missed this part. Nothing doubting. I didn't miss that part. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me. I thought it was three. Well, it was more than what started. What I'm saying is this. Good news travels fast. Hey, God's getting ready to do something. I'm not going to miss out. I'm going with you. Praise God. Man, when the Lord's working, man, it draws a crowd. Praise God. And so, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. Now you've got how many? Six or nine, not counting Peter, whatever it was. It was more than three. And where do the others come from? I'm saying it's like a magnet. It begins to attract people that want something from God. I'm not going to miss out no matter what. I'm going with Peter. I'm going with the one that's carrying the word. Praise God. They walk into the, to his house, and it's standing room only. Praise God, man. Now look, verse 13. He showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said to him, Send men to Joppa and call Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall pray for you and tell you, what does that say? Who shall tell you words word by you, and all your house shall be saved. Where's the prayer? Amen. One's got it. Now the next verse. And as I began to pray, oh, excuse me. As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Praise God. Just like Acts chapter 2, it repeated again. Someone tell you words how to be saved. Healed and delivered. Filled, blessed, anointed, on and on and on. And the way you're going to get it is God's word. Peter brought God's ramah word to the crowd. Listen, they were all saved, healed, filled with the Holy Ghost and delivered and blessed and made it to heaven without exception. Where's the prayer? But I could speculate and say there was a whole lot of praise going on. Hallelujah. There was so much praise going on, things begin to shake. Let's stand to our feet and see if we can give God a praise for the living word that comes to you. today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, 
please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zion Word Ministries International.